Hey, this is Matt Jones. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. A uh, special thanks to Alex Moschina of Slacktory.com for doing our theme song. Thank you. That's S-L-A-C-K-T-O-R-Y.com. Um, we have some 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 dark community news yes. today. Yes. Uh, sad news. Yes. It isn't nice. No. Uh, that is an appropriate way to describe it, though, mm-hmm. uh, given the character it relates to. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown will not be returning for season six. Uh, for those who somehow wouldn't know, Yvette Nicole Brown plays Shirley, mm-hmm. uh, a core uh, a member of the study. Original Greendale yeah. 7. Yeah. Uh, and now the third member of the original Greendale 7 to depart the show. Um, but, I mean, we, we got to look at it like uh who 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 did who had the exclusive announcement or whatever it's called av club uh well that's where i saw it i don't think it was exclusive well i didn't read it anywhere else <laughs> the the av club uh says that sh- that yvette nicole brown said she, yeah. she's leaving because her father is As, is ailing yes and you know that's noble yeah gotta, I, I can't it, we don't don't hate yvette nicole brown for this yeah she's She's got to take care of her dad. Yeah, that's you know that's that's fair. That's a human instinct. That's yeah. not that's not weird. No, that's uh, her dad is sick that's, and she needs that's to, good. She needs to spend time with him. And you know, it would be weird if she was leaving Community for the remake of The Odd Couple. That would be weird and bad. <laughs> yeah. Although now it's looking like maybe she did sign on to that to do that because that is a show that she could do and still hang yeah. out with her dad. Which again, I, I, I don't blame her for. No. It's just, it's a little bummer. Yeah. Um, I mean, but as I've always said, they've constantly underwritten Shirley as yeah. a character. Yeah. Uh, in, in group activities, she dies first. Yeah. In, uh, other... That's not accurate, by the way. We've gone down point by point through group activities, and she dies with no more regularity than the others. Mm, <laughs> that is your bias, and I... I do not think that is represented. I've pointed out every time it happens, and I've been pointing it out a lot. You pointed, you have pointed it out twice, and both times it was the only time you noticed because you're looking out for it. I'm looking out always for who dies first. Mm-hmm. Sure you are. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, at least she had. I think she had some good storylines. She did. Uh, I wonder if they'll even be able to film like something small. Well, she said she would be open to sort of you know guest guest spots. Yeah. Like, maybe they'll have her show up in the first one just to explain why she's not going to be there all the time. Yeah. Or... Um, as I have the yeah. quote here from the AV Club. As for guest appearances, Brown says, and then this is a quote, she's totally open to whatever Dan decides. Yeah. So... I think he'll be willing. Yeah. He's not going to... He's not going to pierce her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and uh, according to that article as well... Yeah. Uh, the, you're talking about the replacements? 
Well, I was going to talk about that in a second. You, you, we were going to confirm that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, we. I mean, uh, I, I had always assumed. Uh, I think it's probably the same for you that Jonathan Banks would not be returning for season six. Yeah, I mean, we had hopes. Yeah, we had hopes, but it, it, we didn't think so. And I, I don't know when this was ever officially concerned, but uh, confirmed rather. But uh, according to this AV Club article, he is officially out because he's going to do Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. which is also fair. And you know what? I'm, I look forward to seeing him there. And still, Donald Glover is is out as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, um, but it, it, from when uh, Dan Harmon talked about it at Comic Con, it seemed like it'd be more essential that he come back for the movie than yeah. season six. So, and and this AV Club article somehow had a line in on two new characters. Yes, which a, I I think are interesting, and I don't know if one of them sounds like they they're going to join the study group. The other one, I'm not so sure. Yeah, uh, I think it would make sense if they did now. Well, uh, no, it's the Save Greendale Committee now, yeah. not the study group, but yeah. Uh, a woman who's brought in as a consultant to help shape up the school uh, is one of them, and the other one is a retired salesman who comes to Greendale to reinvent himself. And I already, I love the idea of both these characters. Yeah. Because I, I can already see uh, Jeff is going to have to seduce this woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the dean's going to be jealous. Yeah. Uh, and the salesman, I, you is, know, is hopefully Werner Herzog, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, I don't know if we ever uh, wrap that up on air, but that was who Dan Harmon was saying he, he wants to be the new Pierce in season six on Harmontown. Oh my God. I, I don't know how likely that is. Uh, and to be honest, it's, it seems less likely given that this is the character. I don't know if that's typically, it. oh, come on, but it would be so great if it was because, uh, Werner Herzog is amazing and, uh, I would love to see that, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. Who do you, do, did you have any immediate thoughts when they said retired salesman? Did you think of anyone? Uh, I mean, someone that could realistically yeah. do it. Yeah. No. Yeah, me neither. I hear retired salesman. My first thought is Jack Lemon, but uh, <laughs> that's that's obviously not possible. Just get someone to do the voice. Yeah. <laughs> they they don't have to look anything like him. Yeah, you could get um. Who did Gill on The Simpsons? What? Who did Gill on The oh, Simpsons? I don't know. Because uh, that was basically you got to uh, ask somebody else. That 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 character is is basically Shelley from a uh, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Ross. <laughs> um, but I I can't recall off the top of my head who does Gil. Anyway, uh, today we watched an episode. Well, let me no? let me let me say, uh, I went I went to the LA Podfest. Oh yeah. Uh, so if any of you are listening, because you met me there, hey, what's up? Thanks. Oh, it is Dan Castellano. Uh, well, who does Gil? I could see him most most known as as, as that actor, yeah. or as that character type. <laughs> I could see that too. Uh, all right, let's jump in. In this episode, we are going to talk about the twenty first episode of the second season, mm-hmm. entitled "Paradigms, Paradigms of, of Human Memory. Memory." See, don't act like I didn't get that one. I'm tired of this fantasy you have of me not totally No, this time you totally it. got that one. Thank you. Uh, this episode is written by Chris McKenna. Mmm. Mmm. McKenna. Yeah. Tastes good. <laughs> Quick overview before we get into the blow-by-blows here. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, what you would call the clip show. Yes. This is, uh, Sorry, I lost my notebook for a second. <laughs> this, uh, But the part of the humor here is that the clips they're showing... Are of adventures we have not seen. Yes. Uh, this is the community spin on a clip show. Yes. Which in the commentary Dan Harmon mentions that he's he always wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and I think 
I think it's a cool idea. Yes. I think it, I think it, it also, it works well. I will say they did, they brought this up in the commentary, but they, uh, they didn't quite get it right. Uh, mm-hmm. They mentioned Clerks the Cartoon. Yeah. Uh, which they, they described as they did it on the second episode and it was all just clips from the first episode. Uh, as an avid fan of, of the Clerks cartoon, I can say that they did, they did do a couple clips from the first episode, but they also did like community style. They did just clips of stuff that hadn't been seen before. So okay. uh, just, you know. Yeah, but for a cartoon, that's easier than for a real life show. Yeah, that's that is correct. I'm not saying it's it wasn't better when Community did it, but I'm mm. saying let's let's not pretend that Clerks, uh, the cartoon, didn't also do a version of this. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so I think that's all we need to say for the overview. Yes. Let's just get right into those notes. Dive right in. So the the setup involves the group coming together to do what they're calling the twentieth and final anthropology diorama yes which is a diorama of the group doing their 19th anthropology diorama yes which i think that's a great little detail did we get a good look at the diorama within the diorama uh it looked like mountains or volcanoes to yeah me. okay uh so, so here is where we get the reveal mm-hmm. uh shirley asks for a paintbrush troy goes to reach for it and, and annie's boobs yeah is Steals grabbing that paintbrush right and running. Yeah. Little monkey. Yeah. Runs into the vents. And then Chang is immediately... Yeah, Troy stri- is very stri- excited because he thought the monkey was lost forever. Yes. Uh, and and he, he needs... He, he doesn't know how to go get get him in the vents. Yeah. Uh, at which point Chang immediately volunteers. He is, Not just volunteer. He is immediately stripped and oiled up. Yes. In a second. He was ready. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. My microphone is loose and I'm tightening it. And that is quite loud on, on the Ooh, recording. Cool. Uh, I apologize for that bit of business. Uh, it was unprofessional. You got to get a and, cough button. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I agreed. And that's that's not a button that makes a cough noise. No. I have that button. <coughs> I can do it again. <coughs> See, that button's fine. <laughs> that's a great button. Thank you. Uh, it's really weird, though, that you have that whole panel with just that one button. Yeah, it's it's it's, I mean, yeah. You need the processing power for, for a cough that realistic. It does sound very realistic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I mean, I just have... My notes are just every every side thing that they mention. Every adventure. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Those, those are my notes. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really... Normally, I, if I find... If there's a quote I like, I'll write it. But, you know... Well, I've got, I've got so much overall so notes. Good. And I've got uh, some commentary notes. Should we just do those since they could kind of fit anywhere? Sure. Do you have commentary notes? One. Okay. The overall note is that uh, I, I I like how much this this does kind of mimic the feel of a of a classic clip show, and that it it, it is sometimes like kind of weird and awkward the way they're setting up clips, <laughs> the way they're like clearly purposely reminiscing to set up these clips. Yeah. But I think that only adds to the fun because it, it is is very much uh, in in the style of of the clip shows we've seen uh, over the many years. Yes. Yes. Um, did you ever see the uh, Seinfeld hundredth episode clip uh, show? I might have. I don't remember. It's it's one of these weird ones where Jerry comes onto the set and's like, "Hey, we have a lot of fun on here on Seinfeld. <laughs> Let's take a look at our favorite moments." But he's like, he like you know, he's in the apartment and he's yeah. like, you know, didn't kinda, they do that on Fresh Prince uh, as well? Maybe I don't. There was a part remember. where like the episode ended and they were all just sitting in chairs like answering questions. <laughs> uh, I've, I I know they definitely did a couple like they would sometimes show outtakes at the end of Fresh Prince. Okay. Uh, Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Or they might have done the questions too. I I, I cannot <laughs> recall completely. Uh, but that 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 always seems weird to me when they break character for clip shows. Yeah, that is yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, my, you know, my commentary note actually has a specific part that it's referencing, so mm-hmm. I'll wait until that part okay. to mention it. Uh, they, they, okay, in the commentary, they, uh, Dan Harmon mentions how he wanted to do another clip show uh, in, in season three or something mm-hmm. where, where he could you know, kind of set up. Because part of the things we see in this is, is not just completely made-up clips, but like clips where we, we see uh, you know, uh, from a different angle scenes that we had seen before. Uh, we see that a few times, uh, and he talked about wanting to do another clip show where he really does, you know, set up a, a lot more stuff for that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, we never saw that in season three. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe one day, maybe we'll see it in season six. Yeah, who knows? I, I could see that happening. Um, so there's that. They said they wanted to avoid being like Family Guy, which, which I, 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 I like that uh, even on the official commentary, Dan Harmon is sort of, kind of openly calling out Family Guy for not being very good. Yeah, I mean he's 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 as well, polite as Dan Harmon would be about that. I I don't know if he's specifically talking about the the quality. Yeah, but he is very specifically, and I I, I saw what he was saying in that moment. I think you do too. But yeah. I mean, you're taking it to mean more. Well, because you you want to you want to throw a jab at Family Guy, but I he's specifically meaning uh, the way that a clip show works is that you 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 set up a like a memory. Like it's not like. It's not a non sequitur. Yeah, it's a. They're not doing sketches. They're not doing sketches. It's yeah. not like it's not like that was the time I joined the air force, and then you know you yeah. see someone fall down the stairs and I will say, say that there I can fly. There was an implicit implication <laughs> that that Family Guy doing this kind of cheapens the story. No, I'm not going to deny that that was implied. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to say that it's, it, regardless of quality. Yeah, he's talking about just the the strictest of of like setup punchline or agree, or, yeah. or even. Not even punchline always. Just set up, you know, and see, it for see, no see something, and then yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is different from Family Guy. I think that was one of the things I revealed to you that uh, after watching this live, like the first time, however many years ago, you didn't care for it. I I didn't really care for it, and uh, I think that was why because I I was getting it in my mind. Hey, I'm I'm very strange about TV editing. Okay. Uh, as the seasons went on with How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. I grew increasingly impatient and just like angry at the way that that those episodes were edited. Yeah, where it would be it there instead of letting a scene run, you have two characters talking. Mm-hmm. We had to constantly cut between that scene and another scene and another scene. Mm-hmm. So we were always jumping between three different scenes, saying ten words at a time. Yeah, and that just infuriates yeah, me. Yeah, that's no good. Let a scene run. Let us, in yeah. run. And this this even goes to like movies sometimes, like uh, the 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 second Hobbit film. There's a, there's a part where I will say this is also a big problem with uh, I, I know a friend of the friend of the show Nathan Schultz has talked about this. The editing in the second half of Tusk is like that. Oh, Ooh, I don't want to get into that. There, That's a little spoiler. Oh, well, I won't say spoilers, but there uh, I will say here's what I'll say. Uh-huh. There are scenes at the beginning of Tusk, uh, and then later it it cuts back to those scenes and you see more of the scene uh-huh. for no reason. Oh. There's no reason they couldn't have just shown the whole scene the first time. Huh. Uh, which which kind of infuriated me watching that That's movie. That's weird. Uh, and it really does. It has this effect you're talking about where they don't let anything play out. It's like, well, now we're back with, uh, with uh, Justin Long in the convenience store for no reason. <laughs> when we could have just seen that whole scene the first time. Huh. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, it's scene editing just really, uh, I get really picky and weird and just, yeah. So I, I think that's what did it to me. This uh, On one watch, that's all I took away from this was like, ah, all these cutaway jokes. Yeah. I didn't see the difference between this and Family Guy. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> but, but now, 
of, of course, coming back to it, I, I can catch the, the subtle, nuances. Yeah, the subtle difference that, yeah. that they're doing with the jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Um, the th- my third and final commentary note um, is that uh, Dan Harmon talked about how if there was any one of these uh, little clips that he would like to expand into a full episode, it would be the Haunted House one. Yeah. Which made me really sad because then they did a Haunted House episode and it was in season four. Yeah. Which is... There's a, a couple of things that they do here that come back in season four. Yeah. And it's it's strange to me. Yes. That that's like they went here to the well. Yeah. <laughs> this was the well. <laughs> and the well was their own show. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run it down. Run it down. So the first thing that they they make reference to mm-hmm. was the day that they, when they spent the day in the old ghost town. Yes. And, uh, this comes back a couple of times Yeah, in this episode. They have fun outfits in the scene. <laughs> yes. And, uh, w- the other, the other part that comes back later in this episode is, uh, <laughs> Jeff stops Annie from stepping in horse manure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they do have a fun day. Yeah. At the uh, old ghost town. Although, as, they, as some of the study group members point out, they were almost shot that day. They were almost shot. And the, the old man who lived there was super racist. Yes. But uh, Berta was delighted by him because of his classic image of, like, an old prospector in red long pajamas. <laughs> Didn't you love his red long pajamas? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is kind of a, a thing that would come up. I, I don't have it written down, so I don't remember where it was. But uh, there's that great moment. And maybe you have this written down. Where um so they they accuse Jeff and Britta of being selfish. Oh yeah. And then Jeff and Britta say you guys are just as bad, and we see clips of that. And then Andy just says those are all examples of us being cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really great, and it's also kind of the running theme for the first half of this episode is, you know, things that the other members of the group thought was fun or cute uh, is actually stressful and, and causing problems for everyone else. <laughs> uh, the second memory that they mm-hmm. share is when they filled in for the Glee Club. Yes. Uh, which. In this memory, Pierce is in his cast. Yep. Uh, and Duncan's on the piano. Sure. <laughs> He's their accompaniment. Yep. Do you know, were they singing a real song or what? what's no, going on? they were there? just going singing, singing. But it sounded kind of familiar. Uh, I don't know it was music. the tune of a real song, I, I could not tell. Okay, yeah. But they didn't. They weren't doing words. Yeah. And uh, Annie, Annie was like, why are you being so happy about that? That was really sad because the... The previous Glee team died in a bus crash. Yeah. Which that Which, actually comes spoiler back. Spoiler alarm. That yeah. comes back in season, season three. three with Taryn Killam, who we had extensive conversations about before the podcast started. Yep. Uh, the the next adventure that they recall, uh, and this is in relation to uh, Jeff tells Abed, mm-hmm. hey, your brain's a computer. Think up some good memories. Yeah. And then Abed thinks, he thinks, and then like like a like a timer going ding. He just says, Jeff and Britter are having secret sex. Yes. He, he, he's, now that he's examined the memories, mm. he realized that he had the raw data all along. Yeah. He just needed to process it to have that realization. And so the three things that lead him to this conclusion. Yeah. And this one. is this is interesting because then, then it goes into clips of things, episodes that we've seen, but mm-hmm. scenes that we hadn't seen. Yes. So uh, Abed witnesses uh, Jeff and Britta going into the bathroom. Yep. together at the halloween party that was the one thing he when remembers they, from that night when they're making googly eyes at each other yep their fun excuse is that she can't use her hands and she needs help in the bathroom <laughs> which is like kind of gross on the outside but it's really code for sexy times yeah uh and then they um which i think this is in, ingenious from dan Harmon. Mm-hmm. um the in the claymation style yeah uh the jeff and britta J- <laughs> jeff says to britta 
hey, why don't you, why don't we have some holiday benefits? Yeah. <laughs> and Britta in Pig Latin, she says, ixnay, not in, in front of Unken, Unken Day. Day. Yeah. And Duncan just takes notes. Takes notes. <laughs> and uh, he, Dan Harmon actually had, when they were doing the Claymation episode, yeah. had them make that scene yeah. in anticipation of this. Yeah. I think that's that's amazing. He thought ahead. Um, and then the final thing was something we hadn't seen at all. Uh, he said that the the strange end to the St. Patrick's Day adventure. Yes. And we see Abed in a life jacket. Yeah, with an oar. With an oar and a, a green... Is that a, have a, a name, that hat? The St. Patrick's hat? You know, it's kind of like a top hat, but it's green and it's got like a buckle on it, almost like a pilgrim hat, but yeah. not quite. So he goes into his dorm. Yeah. His own dorm. And Jeff and Britta are disrobed. They're putting back on their clothes. Yeah. And they, they quickly, Jeff's, they cover up and Jeff says, oh, a leprechaun stole our clothes. Yeah. You can't tell anyone. <laughs> you can't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, um, could you tell he was a lawyer? <laughs> uh, which, which, yeah, that's a, that's a hint that it was rafting. Yeah. That the, that the St. Patrick's Day adventure was. And yeah. later on we get, we get some further confirmation, confirmation yeah. of that. Um, so then we come back in the study room here. And Troy is very upset because they had made an agreement not to engage in relationships with each other or themselves. Uh, to which Jeff says, you know, we never said or ourselves. And then Troy says, now I'm really mad. Yeah. Which is, you know, goddamn good for that. That's that's an amazing feat, I think, <laughs> that Troy went that long without doing do, touching parts. Yep. Uh, but then also, it, does that make Troy... A little bit of a shithead because he was he was trying to get something going with Britta. You know, <laughs> I mean, it makes him no more of a shithead than Jeff, or just Britta because she kissed yeah, him. Yeah, or Britta, yeah. So okay, yeah. Uh, or Pierce, who was pretty openly hitting on all three of them at the start. Yeah, but that's and surely a little come, longer. And Annie, who's clearly been harboring some feelings for Jeff. Oh yeah. And we get we get. His, I don't know what really. Abed is the only uh, clean person at this point. I don't exactly have the note when when the Annie Jeff thing happens here. Do you have a note when that happens? Because uh, that's what my commentary notes about. I, I yeah, I have a note that says inspired by YouTube, which <clears> is about <throat> Jeff and Annie. But okay. I have some notes before that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my my next note is the hairstyling class. Yes, <laughs> which is great. So some for some reason the 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 gang they took a well, hairstyle. Was it all of them or was it just Jeff and Troy? You know, maybe it was just Jeff Jeff and I Troy. Think it was just Jeff and Troy. And Jeff, what did he say? He, he said, said look, look at distraction. Weasel. Oh, a weasel? I think. And then Troy looked at Jeff's switched wigs. Yeah, they're um they're cutting wigs. Yeah. As if they On were mannequins. real. Yeah, yes. as if they were real hair. Yeah. And Jeff swaps his wig with Troy's, yeah. and then the then the professor very poignantly he's, he's, he says he says oh you're gonna get a move on to nationals <laughs> yeah regionals regionals <laughs> which is another little jab at glee <laughs> yeah um my next note is about the cape I don't know where you yep uh, right on so this is where we are in, we're introduced I believe or did he he had mentioned it before this I've been loving the cape I don't think so okay last thing we had was he loves Cougar Town Cougar Town. <laughs> Um, this is interesting because, um, you know, the Cape and, and Abed's love of the Cape became such a thing. And because I watched Community and I never watched the Cape, I had forgotten for a while that the Cape was, was a real, real show. Oh, boy. Well, you, because you were, you were witness to this. You would, like, said something about the Cape. 
and I, uh, that it needed to be real for your reference to work. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not a real show. <laughs> and then you pointed out, like, are, no, of course, it definitely was. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize to the Cape. Uh, clearly, this this little storyline on Community stuck out in my mind more than the actual show, The Cape. Uh, which they talk about on the commentary, how they, they had to, like, ease up on the Cape references. <laughs> Because the the whole point was that by the time they were writing this episode, the cape was pretty much done. Yeah, it was on the on the cusp of cancellation. Uh, but because of the way that this episode was structured, they were looking back on the, the entire season, yeah. the year that was. They were able to make references to things, you know, knowing how it was going to turn out. Yeah. And so they wanted Abed to be in love with a show that was going to get canceled. Yeah. So they picked the cape. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they had to ease up a little bit. Um, uh, yeah. but w- this has a momentous moment in the history of the community. What? Oh one, yeah. One that with ramifications still felt today. I have, I have that line later. Okay. In a I mean, bit. it's probably that you just, I just don't have any notes in between them. Okay. So, uh, but I did want to mention, uh, for anyone who's curious, I believe the Cape is still on Netflix instant. You could, huh. you could stream it. Is this a good show? I'm going to say no. It got canceled. <laughs> well, good shows get canceled. Sometimes. Do you know the plot of it? He's got a Cape. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, Gives him powers. I didn't know Summer Glau was on this show. For how many episodes? All ten. Well, good for her. But <laughs> well, here's here's why I, why I never got started with it. It's an hour long. Yeah. It's a forty five minute. It's not a. If this was a twenty, you know, like if this was community length, I'd get right into it. Uh, you know, but uh, they don't. You know, this is like maybe this is pre. This is when there were a lot of superhero shows on TV. Yeah, this was ahead of its time. I'm going to I'm going to just make a face. Well, here ahead you of just his, need to know that head listener, of his, listen, I'm making a face. Well, listen to me. Let me say some words okay. to you and to the listener. I'll keep making my face. This was a shitty superhero show. Uh-huh. And nowadays, you can be a shitty superhero show and still last many seasons. Yeah. Look at Arrow. That's only on its third season. Yeah, it's more than 10 episodes. Look, I the, just, what I'm saying you're is You're just shitting on DC, I get it. What I'm saying is I got a rep. What I'm saying is Look at what I remember of the Cape now, which is through community. And now that I have recalled that it's a real show, I kind of remember the, the commercials and stuff. Oh boy! To me, maybe it's just me, but for me, quote Scott Ackerman, that to me that could, would totally be like an Arrow like show, like a shitty show. No one you know likes it, but it goes on. Sure. Would you not agree that the Cape seems to occupy the same space? Well, I'll also tell you, having watched a few episodes of Arrow, yeah, Arrow has the the, it's the sexy dudes, right? Exactly, it has like the it. unique pleasure of being on the CW, and CW has a, some kind of contractual agreement where you have sexy dudes. Well, I mean, Summer Glau, she's not a dude, but she makes up the other half of that statement. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, I, if Mister Cape was sexy, I don't know, uh, <laughs> or if he only wore the cape. His name How's is that for who? David Lyons? I don't know. This I'm name. gonna punch up the script right now. He has to only wear, <laughs> wear the, cape. the cape. Oh, this is—he's like a classic, you know, like yeah, a Australian it, tough, tough neck. Really? He's from Melbourne. Jesus, he must do an American accent though. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't see the cape, so mm, it's true. Uh, not enough people did. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, Britta, they have a memory, uh, you know, Abed saying that Britta ruins everything. Britta, uh, breaks into their premiere of the Cape to watch. Riding in Tunisia. Ah, you got it. Uh, they, they said it's the premiere of Cape. She said it's the premiere of real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and then we see a scene where is is it implied that this is habitat for humanity? Yes. Because because the dean says something about habitat. Well, he says this habitat was for humanity. Yeah. And look what you did. And the dean, it's important to note he's dressed up like a Boy Scout here. Yep. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a Boy Scout. He has a neckerchief like a Boy Scout might, yeah. but he's also wearing like short jean shorts. Very short jean shorts. Yeah. Without saying it should be known. <laughs> you say shorts on Dean. Yeah. They're Daisy Duke shorts. They're not <laughs> They're not regular men's apparel yeah. shorts. Uh, and this house you do has... not dress normal with the Dean. <laughs> this house has been burnt to the ground is the point. Well, well not all the way to the ground, but it was like they. Beyond. It was like they destroyed the back half of it. Yeah. It was like it was just like half they, destroyed. It still had a front wall. <laughs> yeah. But you need more than that for a house. And he asked for whoever was in trouble or whoever caused it to step forward. Britta and Jeff look at each other, look at each other, and then act like they're gonna step forward. <laughs> and the rest of the group takes that step, and they don't. It's a classic gag. Uh, <laughs> and then Britta and Jeff, once they get off, they just walk away looking really satisfied with themselves, mm-hmm. which was kind of a perfect touch. And then the next note I have is the Lady Miss Lady. Lady Miss Lady. Which is their version of what Avon? Yeah. Or what's that other one called? Avon. Is it just Avon? Who who's the ones where the ladies drive a pink car? Avon. That had a different name. I, I, th- I believe Avon is as pink as the whole theme. Okay. Uh, so Shirley. I could be wrong. Shirley ropes Britta, Annie, and Abed. Yeah. Into Abed's box is green because he's a boy, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> it ropes them into getting involved with this uh, lady, Miss Lady, which yeah, is like which Avon. I imagine they agreed to hear it out just out of politeness. Yeah. Uh, they open it and then. Well, she tells them to open it. Yeah. She says, "Now open your kits." And then I'll do. And then Shirley says, "Now you all owe me fifty bucks." For, yeah, because you open. <laughs> um, my next my next note is about what you were talking about earlier. Okay, monumental. So when they're pointing moment. out how other people are rude, um, uh, we see a scene. Abed is is wearing the cape. He's sort of. Stalking. It's a very. It's an oversized cape. Yes. I believe it is modeled after whatever's going on in the show. Well, how long is a cape supposed to be? I don't know. Because for Abed's type episodes. <laughs> I mean, it looks, I feel like it looks bigger than it should be for him. Like, it goes to the floor. I think, well, uh, how far down is a cape supposed to go? Well, in superhero lore, it goes, like, to their back of their knees. Okay. Or, incredible style, no capes. Well, yeah, that's also Watchmen style. That's true. Dollar bill. Uh, that was, that was, yeah, right? That was, I mean, both of those movies, though, it was gruesome. Yeah. It's weird how gruesome it was in it was The Incredibles. It was super gruesome in The Incredibles. You, do you recall there's a, a a person gets pulled into, into a, a jet engine? engine. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Speaking of gruesome this cartoons. This is a children's movie. And now we're getting more off track, but I, I told you beforehand I watched Paranorman recently. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where a, a corpse falls on a child and the tongue comes out and like licks his face. Yeah. Like there's a, a kid normal. is trapped underneath a corpse. It's a zombie. In this children. It's not a zombie. It's the, the the previous protector of the town. Uh-huh. He's got to go to get the book. That's not a zombie. That's just a straight up corpse. Oh, you're right. And like like he's got to, he's trying to pull it out of the corpse's hand. The corpse falls on him. There's a point in this children's movie where a child is trapped underneath a corpse. Yeah. There's a lot of cartoon butts too. Really? There was well, there's the start of the movie. He's watching like the old. And I, I really, I thought this was really well done that he's watching like an old horror movie and it's like stars a sexy lady and there's like shots where she's like running away from the zombie, clearly in a way where she's showing her butt to the camera. Uh, and then later on, there's a moment where uh, Neil, is that the, the little redheaded kid's name? You know, I don't know. He's don't watching uh, his mother's aerobics tape and pausing it on a certain point where uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, you know, pleasing to him, clearly. All right, these, these folks over back. at Leica—they're not—they're not afraid to mess around in these kids' movies. Well, you res- should see box trolls. I respect that. 
And you know I love Coraline and I love Paranorman. I should. Now, on to community. Uh, Abed is in the cafeteria. Jeff is eating lunch. Uh, Abed is, is wearing the cape. Uh, not unlike when Abed was the version of himself that was a vampire to, to try and approach the lady. He is, he is sort of stalking uh, Jeff. He even, like, when he jumps, he makes, like, way too much noise and he shushes the yeah. table that he jumped in front of. Yeah. Uh, people are looking, but Jeff doesn't notice because I was behind him and Jeff is on his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abed flings the cake onto Jeff's table and then tries to fling it back, knocking all over all of Jeff's food in the process. Mm-hmm. Abed runs away because he's uh, obviously did not intend to do that. Uh, and Jeff, does Jeff say that's going to make it last ten episodes? He says it's going to last six. Oh, okay, or three. I think it, three weeks or something, something like that. Uh, at, at to which Abed utters the now famous line. Six seasons in a movie. It's great. Yeah. This is where it all began. This it's is ground insane. zero for yeah. six seasons in a movie. Uh, this is before they were even... Well, I mean, they were kind of always in hot water, but this yeah. is before the real trouble began. Yeah. Uh, and this, you know, obviously, this, they, they didn't even, at this point, I think, intend for it to be a, a thing about, a meta thing about community itself. No, they didn't so even start doing became, weird hashtag stuff until season three. Yeah. Uh, so after this moment, uh, we, we see... This is what... This is just a set this up this moment that i'm about to describe is what what happens right before we cut back to the study room and annie says that's just us being cute yeah annie is standing over a dazed pierce and <laughs> says sorry my my defense has just kicked in and she's wearing some kind of a judo outfit oh, yeah karate gi and uh purple the, belt wor- worth noting <laughs> purple belts pretty high up Jeez, and um Shirley comes up behind her real quick, says, mm-hmm. hi, and Annie just swings around and punches Boom, her. Punches her right in the her. face, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, that's what Annie's Annie says. Of We're this. just being cute. That's just us being cute. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, say words? You know, I don't remember... I think this is where the music thing well, comes Well, that's in. my next note here. Because my next note is Boobatron. Well, I have the note inspired by YouTube, but then I have the note Boobatron. Good, let's go. So, uh, uh, Jeff, you know, says, hey, we're, Jeff says he's compartmentalizing his sexuality so that it doesn't come out in inappropriate outbursts. Maybe the Dean is doing that as well. (laughs) Okay. You ever thought of it that way? No. And I don't think that's the case. I think Jeff is special to him. Um, and then Annie says, what about our, our whole thing this year? And Jeff says, what are you talking about? And she says, you know, the Annie of it all. Which I love <laughs> she, as Annie, describes it that way, which yeah. is pretty great. Uh, and then we see this uh, video, which was uh, inspired by YouTube videos shippers made of, of them sort of meaningfully glancing at each other and, while lovey-dovey music plays. And the music playing is, what Dan Harmon says, was the first song he heard play under one of these shipper Yeah, it's a Sarah Barry Ellis. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, you know, I'm trying to remember how they said it. Mm-hmm. Sarah Barry Ellis. She had a big hit when I was working at Barnes & Noble and we had to listen to her damn CD all the time because it was in the mix. Uh, anyway, uh, to bring up Wounds, she is the singer that appears in the season four episode with Puppets. Yeah, let's not talk about that. And she sings a song there. Uh, but Dan Harmon says because that, uh, because he felt it so needed to be that song because that was the first one he heard in one of the Shipper videos, he says he spent $35,000 out of pocket to get that song. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Licensing music to play on television broadcast is expensive. Uh, but not just that, like, that he actually went out of pocket for that. I don't blame him. If you ever doubted that Dan Harmon cares. You should never. Yeah, that's a crazy, that's obviously a crazy statement. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, carrying too much is what got him fired, and then rehired. Yep. Um, but in the midst of this, there is a moment where a, a Boobatron 4000... We had previously seen... Is it four? I thought it said six. I thought it said four. I could be wrong. Okay. What was the previous one? Uh, I want to say the previous one was 2000. That sounds about which right. Which is when uh, Ovid was going through all the classic college movie scenarios mm-hmm. with Troy. They had made Boobatron 2000. I was think. that Boobatron as big as this Boobatron? No, that Boobatron was like a, a trash can with, with like eyes and arms yeah. on it. Uh, my this question, one was a person. Well, is this a person who has gone mad inside the Boobatron, or is this a robot that has gone rogue? Look, I don't think they have the technology. <laughs> no. What I'm going to say, maybe, here's an interesting fan theory I'm just creating right now. Mm-hmm. They convinced whoever's normally the Greendale human being to put on this oh, Boobatron outfit. Oh, that's interesting. And okay, he gets original, so into character. Uh, I have some more information. <laughs> he has to go destroy all humans on them. The original was 4,000. Oh, okay. It was not an upside down trash can as I was picturing for some reason, uh, but it is about that size. Yeah. Um, and the new Boobatron is Boobatron 6000. All right, then. Um, no word on who was inside the Boobatron costume. Uh, uh, any, any, any reason it couldn't be Troy? I don't think it's Troy. Okay. Honestly, and maybe this is my own prejudice, I assumed it was Starburst. That's interesting. Do you think the height was about the same? Or I no? think the height was about the same, and I think also if there's anyone... Uh, basically my interpretation is that someone is in this suit and they now see an excuse to touch ladies' boobs, <laughs> blame-free. And that seems like a Starburns move, does it not? You know, I have to agree with you. Yeah. I have to agree. Um, yeah, so Boobatron was targeting Annie. Jeff pulls her to safety. Uh, and then uh, there's a great reveal where we see uh, Boobatron is being pursued by Pierce in a hot dog costume. I don't even know if pursued is the right word, but Pierce definitely, there's a look of like regret and horror. <laughs> yeah. Like he's responsible for this upgrade to Boobatron <laughs> yes. and he can't believe what's happening to the world right now. Uh, this is great. I love yeah. Boobatron 6000, even if he is a villain. <laughs> <laughs> so the next... I shouldn't say he. It could be a lesbian Boobatron. <laughs> the next note I have is um, about the Dean. Dean walks in. Uh, well, that's so you're skipping right over the Pierce and Abed shipping oh, sorry. montage. I didn't write anything about any of the mon- the, the romantic montage. But uh, that was a lot of fun. The Pierce yes. and Abed. Uh, my, so, I, I Jeff. My, Jeff says, and here's this is uh, an interesting line. He says, you could do the same thing with Pierce and Abed. Which I think is the closest the show has ever gotten to actually breaking the fourth wall. Because that line makes more sense about shipping videos than it just them does them, you know, talking about this in a romantic context. Well it technically makes sense and that's why I don't yeah, think it they did sense. break the fourth it wall. It makes sense in the way you could you could understand it as Annie lists off a bunch of exactly, yeah. instances where Jeff looked at her. Exactly. And then Jeff is saying those looks were as meaningful as looks that Pierce and Abed share. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it makes sense, but it does make more sense, I think, as shipping. Oh, videos. sure. But uh, they don't. I, I think they're still in the clear because they don't technically break the fourth wall. But I love the Pearson Abed montage. Uh, this is one of the moments where I was thinking this might be uh, not the best episode, but but bit for bit the funniest episode. Yes. Um, my my particular favorite is when Pierce is doing double dutch, 
which was in the Jeff and Annie montage. They're they're the ones holding the ropes, and they kind of look at each other yeah. over Pierce. But in this one, Pierce just kind of looks over proudly at Abed. And Abed has a front row seat. Yeah, he's a front row seat. They're in the cafeteria. Abed's eating, and he just smiles at Pierce really sweetly. And he picks up a chip. I think that adds to the humor <laughs> yeah. for me. He picks up a chip as as if to eat it. And it's just moment. it's it's so fun because it it is also like a genuinely nice moment of friendship between them. But it's it just in this context, it is so funny. Um, so so big ups to that montage. Yes. Um, what's your next note? Dean. Oh yes. Dean Ling. Dean Ling Dong. Whatever he says dean, when he comes. Dean. 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 Uh, the dean comes in. He's he's uh, dressed up so he could judge a belated carnival. Yes. <laughs> That's how what he says. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then. So yeah, you know, he's in. He's got a uh, you know showing midriff. He's got the big like. Uh, the classic, call it. yeah, the classic, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, parade in Rio outfit. Yeah, the classic parade girl outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, was it Jeff who says, you you come in here all the time, or was it yeah, Annie? it was Jeff. Okay. And then we get a great collection of Dean outfits. Yes, which are? First one, he's dressed up as Catwoman. Yeah. The Halle Berry version. Well, no. Midriff and a whip. I wouldn't whip. say that specifically. Midriff. And a whip. Midriff and a whip is not necessarily specific to Halle Berry. At that time, the other live-action version, no midriff. Well, still, the other live-action version and is pale. no midriff. Halle Berry is not pale. No, I'm saying, uh, what's-her-name was pale. Yeah, so was Dean. So if, the, if, if you're just... You think the Dean looks in the mirror and sees pale? No, but I don't... I, I, I think that was more a general Catwoman. I, oh. Have you seen the Catwoman, the Halle Berry Catwoman outfit recently? There's tons of weird crisscrosses. Oh, you're right. There's That's tons the of defining weird feature to stuff. me, uh, which is not present here. Anyway, he I'm comes defending in. the Dean because I, I I think the Halle Berry Catwoman costume is terrible. I haven't seen the movie, but I hate that co- that costume. It manages a weird optical illusion where it makes Halle Berry not look good. It's uh, you know the movie's not better. Well, yeah. Uh, my point is, uh, I, 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 Dean has better taste than that. All right. Uh, he's coming in to tell everyone that it's Feline AIDS Awareness Day. Yeah, which is an issue that hits home to Dan Harmon. Uh, and then there's a there's another fun bit where... It's just to explain that huh? to the listener. Dan Harmon's cat has feline AIDS. Oh, really? The, the cat's name is Fiv, which is F-I-V. It's the feline, you know. Jesus Christ. That's, uh, you listen to Harmon, Sam, you should know this. I don't remember <laughs> everything that happens there. Uh, there's also a fun bit where uh, in a couple of these, uh, Jeff or Britta, who are the two that are visible every time that the Dean walks in, mm-hmm. are doing something a little different. Yeah. In this moment, Britta is... Which was done on purpose to make it seem like there was actually a, a story going along. Yeah, it wasn't just stuff. them in the same outfit over and over. Yeah. It was different days across time. Yeah. Uh, Britta is knitting with yarn. Yes. Which cats like. Mm-hmm. The next one is uh, the Dean comes in. I, I presume he's dressed up as Mozart. Yeah. But... You know, but what is that song that he does? Who does that one? Dee 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 Yeah, I thought he does dee dee dee. No, that's Christmas. No, he goes dee 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 dee. Whose song is that? Boy oh boy, was that Jethro Tull? Was that? That might be. That might even be like Handel or something. Was that someone like that? Just totally ignored my great Jethro Tull. I don't know Jethro Tull. They're like a seventies rock. This is this is the weird divide. Obvious that they had not done that song. This was the premise of my joke. I figured that's the joke, but I don't. You you could have said Dick. This is. I was gonna say this is a weird divide where I don't. I don't know music, but I'll know classical composers. 
Jethro Tull did Aqualung. Anyone, if you've even seen Anger Man, Anger Man, you should know that. I'm, of course, talking about Anger Man. Uh, you know, I don't know what music they play in that movie. Ah, you're gross. This is how much I know about music. Sitting on a park bench. That's that? Eyeing little girls with bad intentions. That's a weird song. <laughs> it's, you shouldn't sing that. That's, I mean, those are the real lyrics. Don't blame me. Uh, the members of I'll Jethro remind Tull. you not to sing it at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he comes in dressed that way because the music department is having a fundraiser. Yes. Because they are Baroque. And he is displaying an impressive codpiece on this shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, that makes me wonder. There was um, there was a cut joke because uh, Ken Jeong kept screwing it up. It was on the outtakes mm-hmm. where um, it was at the, uh, what was it? The, the, the baby shower. Mm-hmm. And Ken Jeong was there. And and do you remember this? No. It was on the outtakes for that disc. I don't remember this. Where he, he was trying to get a line, and it was something about Baroque. The joke involved the word Baroque. Oh, yes, I remember this. And he just couldn't get it right, and he kept laughing. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, do it again. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's interesting. Yeah. Two Baroque jokes. Uh, the next outfit is Tina Turner. Yeah. Because it's daylight savings time. So they need to Tina Turner. Back the clocks. Forward. No, forward. Oh, forward, you're right. Yeah. We talked about this. Uh, and Jeff and Britta are dressed up as if they're going to or coming from a highway cleanup. Yeah, they're like wearing the orange vests. Jeff's got gloves Jeff on. Jeff got work gloves. Yeah. Uh, Britta, Britta's, Britta's wearing, wearing like a winter hat. Winter hat, yeah. Next costume, Caesar. Yes. Or just general Roman type. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a toga with an exposed nipple. You better believe it. And uh, this is something that they actually show a yes. little later. Free Caesar salad bar. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, Britt is just wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the final one, which I think this builds perfectly, yes. by the way. This, I'll agree. The, the build of the outfit matching the event, mm-hmm. matching just like his entrance and what he does. Yeah. Perfect build up. This last one, the least amount of thing to do with what he's talking about. Yeah. He's dressed up as Scarlett O'Hara. Yes. This is the the lady from Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Because they're doing Gone with the Windows. Yeah, celebrating their new energy efficient New energy windows. efficient windows with a cotillion. Yeah. <laughs> he drops his handkerchief, hoping Jeff will pick it up. <laughs> and he doesn't. Of course not. And, and Jeff, oddly enough, has an RC car in front of him. Yes. Uh, so when they come back to the dean, he slowly takes off his headdress yeah. and says, thanks for not being weird about it. And he just kind of leaves. Well, he says, I guess you don't see your patterns. That's oh, yeah. He points it out. And then crying, he says, thanks for not being mean. And he runs out. And I felt very bad for the Dean in this scene, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff just does not care. Shirley and Annie kind of try to apologize as he's leaving, but that's it. Well, Shirley's apology is is delightful only because you... Well, after she, he leaves, yeah, she after, Because you know what she's thinking, and then she says it when he leaves. Yeah. He's, it's, you're hurting innocent perverts. That poor innocent pervert. <laughs> um, the next note I have is about the 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 crossing over of the argument when they keep looking back at the different arguments. Okay. Do you have a note before that? Nope. Uh, so they're arguing. Yeah. And so I think it's Britta, Britta or Jeff or Troy. They say, Troy says, like if why you're going where I think you're going. What? Why don't we in the study room? Troy says we, we have to fight. We have to fight. We get it all out now. And then we'll never fight again. Yeah. But some, someone also says, what are we going to do? Break? Oh, I think it's Abed. We're just going to say, we'll break up and then we'll come oh, back yeah. later or something. Uh, and then Troy says, oh, we'll just fight, and then we'll never fight again. And then someone's like, well, that didn't work at the horrible camping trip. Yeah. And then we go to the camping trip, and they're all arguing. 
And then somebody suggests, oh, we, oh, Annie. Yeah. She says, we need to fight and we'll get it all out now and we'll never fight again. And then we go back to painting Shirley's nursery. Yep. Uh, which is painting it, what, green? Yellow. What is, you are colorblind, yep. aren't you? I just it's wanted to make sure you understood. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're painting it yellow and they're all fighting. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember if anyone says anything, but then they go back to Caesar salad day. Yes. <laughs> where they're all fighting. Yeah. And then we come back through the layers mm-hmm. with Troy's scream. Yeah. Uh, Here's a note I have about Troy's scream. Oh, okay. He has burnt his marshmallows. Yeah. Do you think that was intentional? You think that's the way Troy prefers his marshmallows? Or do you think that was because he was distracted by the fighting? I'm distracted by the fighting. Okay. I agree. Troy strikes me as a golden brown man. <laughs> this is meaningless. But okay. I just thought we'd discuss it because I noticed they were burnt. Let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. What do you do with your marshmallows? Mm, yeah, golden brown. Okay. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to be upset if it burns. Yeah, I'm it a just, burnt guy. I set those on fire right away. I mean, it, you, you want to, do you want to get into s'mores right now? Yes. Okay. So you want to get a nice even burn because you're not just cooking the outside, you're cooking the inside. Yeah, that's why you burn it on one side, then you stick it back in and burn it on the other side. It's not gonna. It's not gonna do it. Yeah, it does. It's not gonna cook it all the way through. No, that's the thing. You're not gonna it get gets, a fully melted marshmallow. Experience. See, you're dumb. You get it nice and crispy on the outside, and then because it has burnt, because that's been so intense, it is fully melted on the inside. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a big proponent of burning your marshmallow. Uh, but either way, I I'll still eat it. Okay. A burnt marshmallow when you put chocolate and a graham cracker on it, it's just stuff. as good as any other marshmallow. Better, I would say. Uh. Okay, so yeah, so they come back through the scream. Uh, present day, Troy is screaming while everyone's fighting. Yeah, and his nose starts bleeding. His nose starts bleeding. From stress. Yeah. Uh, so they cover that up. <clears throat> they And then they decide in that moment, Shirley is the first that gets back to work on the diorama. Yeah. They finish the diorama. Yeah. And then before they leave, Jeff says, hey, I want to make a speech. Yes. Which I can't remember if it's Shirley or it's Annie. Annie. It's Annie. And he says, you don't have to. We're, the group We're isn't broken up. up so yeah. We don't need the speech. Uh, but Jeff says, I, I want to do this. Yeah. So his speech, it's great. And it cuts across yes. all the different things, including things we hadn't seen. The, 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 rail, the railroad experience I have, I noted one of here. my favorites. The haunted house yeah. is first. Yeah. And this, this shows the, the Confederate Pierce. Yeah, which is a sort of Scooby-Doo-like plot line, presumably, where uh, they believe him to be a ghost, but he is, he is just someone... He's just Pierce's identical cousin. Trying to trick them. <laughs> uh, the next one is the Mexico Drug Runners. Yep. Where Pierce is at gunpoint. Gun yeah, like he's on his knees with a gun to his head. Yeah. Uh, the one after that is the locomotive. <laughs> yep, where Jeff is dressed as like a classic engineer. And he's on the train, which like I, on the front of the yeah. train, giving a speech. Which I, I have to think that he was somehow tricked into wearing that outfit. Because playing dress up isn't usually Jeff's thing, unless it makes him look cool, <laughs> I gotta say. Train conductors, not really a cool look. Do you think Do you think Jeff could be into trains? No. No? No. Who's into trains in that group? I think it's either Dean or a wild card Troy situation. I was thinking Troy, and then I thought, oh no, Pierce. Maybe. Anyway, uh, the next the next one up is sharks. Yes. <laughs> they make a reference to fighting a shark. Yeah. And when they cut back to that scene, you can clearly see Troy has like a, a wound in his stomach. <laughs> yeah. Like he's been bit or shot at. <laughs> and he's all bandaged. Yeah. Uh, then the mercury poisoning, which is everyone in straight jackets yep. in a, you know, a bouncy room. Yep. 
Shirley uh, still has her purse, as you noted. Shirley still has her purse. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, then, then a moment where everyone's running out of a shady looking motel and Jeff talks about bed bugs. Yep. Uh, and then the, finally the cape. Yes. <laughs> where they're all in, in, in uh, Abed's dorm in capes. Yeah. Uh, and so this goes across, his speech goes across all of them. Yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting to see that you don't need all the separate parts. Like you could assume that he's filling it in with normal words. Yeah. But it's fun to see how they all connect. Yeah, just the the rhythm of it kind of makes sense, even if the actual words don't. Yeah, the words make no sense. And there's great moments like in the when he's at, with the drug cartel, he says the meaning of water, the meaning in the water is truth, and then immediately the next scene is back to the shark place. He says the water is full of lies. Yeah. So there's nice little things like that. Um, or clearly, even if he's saying the exact opposite thing, and if in different situations, it means the same thing. Yeah, and like the the whole thing where he's like, "Our whole life is about ghosts, train, yeah. Yeah. like <laughs> it's just whatever whatever they're dealing with." That's yeah. what Jeff folds into his speech pattern. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so he gives that big, great speech, and and the the summation of it is that all these things are happening to them, and maybe it's so that they can become. The super group. Yeah. They can be able... Like the Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's it's everyone's go-to. It's the go-to example of a super group. Bob okay. Dylan was in it. Oh, okay. George Harrison. Uh, this is a music-heavy episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's Maybe that's why you didn't like it the first time. Yeah, you were so lost. I was just like, I don't know what's happening in this episode. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. they're And everyone likes that idea, that they're going to be a super group. Yeah. Uh, so, they all leave. Chang comes in yeah. late. Yeah. To the memory game. Yeah, he wants to reminisce, but it's too late. Yeah. So he reminisces with... And as that pointed out in the commentary, if you, in the, you look at the diorama, uh, Chang is part of the diorama, but he's on the outside of a study room. <laughs> yes. And uh, he goes to reminisce with the Annie's boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cut to uh, earlier yeah. when uh, the monkey is hitting Chang over the head and they're playing that... The Sarah... Bar- Sarah Barry Ellis Bar- song. song. Uh, Maria, she's she's the heir to the pasta fortune. Okay. The the tag, I don't know what to say about this tag. I like this tag a whole lot. This tag kind of scares me. Uh, the tag is by Justin Roiland, who would go on to do Rick and Morty with mm-hmm. Dan Harmon. Um, it is a animated cartoon. My interpretation is that it is taking place in the Dean's head. Yeah, it kind of opens up as if Jeff Jeff Winger was like a Bugs Bunny type. Yeah, so it's like Jeff Winger in an important lesson. Yeah. Um, and it starts with, with <laughs> I don't know how to describe it with Jeff uh, ridiculing the Dean's outfits yep and Dean runs out and Dean is doing all the voices here yeah Should all the voices uh, Jeff makes it clear that he does not care that he has hurt the Dean's feeling mm-hmm. uh, the Dean uh, then collides with a truck full of toxic waste yeah, m- much like the toxic Avenger yeah uh, and becomes Mega Dean mm-hmm. uh, which is a sort of cyborg like creature with like a, a buzz kind of a kick puncher style and, yeah and his face yeah. is, is not unsimilar to kick puncher mm-hmm. So he comes in and murders everyone in the study group. Uh, Jeff Last, of course. Jeff Last. Uh, he also, Jeff gets inside his mouth, which I think is very Dean appropriate. Yep. He kills Jeff by eating him. Yep. And sort of burping at a ghost. Hmm. Um, or a spirit, because like, it ascends to heaven. So Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you remember how he kills everyone? He shoots uh, acid on Shirley, I know. Yeah, immediately he shoots. Well, I don't know if it's acid or lava. Well, it's red, and it leaves just a skeleton behind. That's true. Uh, and then Troy and Abed get shot with a, a rainbow. rainbow beam. I believe Pierce is just kicked into the roof. Okay. You just see him just go flying upwards. Yeah. Uh, Britta is stuffed, Britta is stuffed into, into a, a cannon. cannon and then shot at Annie. Yep. Uh, and then Jeff is crumpled up. First, crumpled up and then eaten. And then eaten. 
and then he's in heaven. Uh, Jeff re- has realized the error of his ways. That, that and but we we didn't even say it's. This is kind of gruesome. It's yeah. it's um it's itchy and scratchy style. Yeah, I'd call it. I mean, there's no blood, but yeah, it's a little bit of blood. Right. Not like a bucket, yeah. but like a like a cartoon droplet is what. Well, yeah, but itchy and scratchy just has like a lot of blood. So that's true. But this is like the the way that when itchy or scratchy loses a bone, like you see a bone sticking yeah, out. Sure. Yeah. Um. So then Jeff is uh, in heaven. He has learned the error of his ways. He has the realization that maybe he's just jealous of the teen's outfit. And then someone, I forget which one. Annie. It's uh, Annie. Annie says, uh, sounds to me like you have the cru- a crush on the dean. And then Jeff turns to the camera and says, I'll never tell. <laughs> and winks. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty great. So uh, this is just a little disturbing. I like all. this a whole lot. If this lot. is inside the dean's head. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, the, the Jeff is often quite rude to the dean. And, and I think in this episode especially. Sometimes you need to retreat into a fantasy world event. Plugs? Yeah. Uh, you know, I do another podcast. What's that called? Uh, Nerds I View. What, where do you see that? At nvpodcast.com. Or? Benviewnerd.com. Oh, NV. I'm sick. But y- you know what else? What's it about? We just had our 200th episode. Oh, shit. Uh, so go check that out. We review the box trolls. Nice. Uh, spoiler alert. I don't review it. Because you fell asleep? Because I fell asleep. I felt like I couldn't give a full review. Was this a reflection of the film or your state of mind? I want to say both. Oh. That's, a, that's, but I, I. And yet you say I should watch the box trails. Because the others had such nice things to but say. Be, put, it, put you asleep. It, according to Derek on Facebook, it put him to sleep too. Hmm. You know? Maybe that's just the state of m- movies now. Is there a fanning in this movie? A who? A fanning? L. Okay. Yeah. She's the one that was in Super 8? Yeah. Okay. She's the younger. Fanning. She's okay. the better Fanning. I'll agree with that. And Derek, Derek, friend uh, of the front of the show, Derek, put, puts it on, puts it on fan. the Facebook that she's, uh, she's the best thing in whatever thing she does, and yeah. he says it here, and I'll believe him. Okay, I'll believe him. You'll believe him. Yeah. So nerds, I view. Normally, we talk about uh, you know movies and television. We yeah. review yeah. a new film. Every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just come and hang out and just have a listen. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, and you know what's always fun? We always play Guess the Ending at the end. Yeah. Where, where we, we take a stab at guessing how a movie will end. And then when you're done guessing, you end the guessing. Yep. Uh, Jordan always remembers to say that. I never remember Which to say that. Good man. Good man. Uh, so check that out. And on Twitter at NEV Podcast. Yup. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. Uh, you can check out all the other shows I do on BenViewNetwork.com, uh, Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, Matt and Brenda's Wrestling Show. They're all on there. Um, you can follow this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod, uh, and you can uh, write us an email at ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com, and you can and should do things to us on iTunes like rate us, uh, subscribe to us and review us. Uh, you, if you do pretty much anything where we know your name, know your name, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Shout outs come come cheap with Shut Up Leonard. Uh, but you know it's you know it's it it, it costs us nothing, and, and maybe people out there like it. So why the hell not? Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.